We are back from our week-long hiatus. This is the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast coming right at you. Now, we are a little holiday hiatus for we you did. there. Um, we did. Things got a little difficult to plan out during the things during the Thanksgiving week, but uh, oh, hectic. So we thought we'd take the week off, and um, you know we're back here now, and we'll we'll get right into it. I mean, I think the first thing we're gonna talk about is the World Cup. Yeah. We previewed it a little bit in the last couple episodes, but um, yeah, World Cup. Everybody's played two games at this point now. Um, yeah. Th- some have played three. Some t- are some are done. No, no. Tomorrow's the the opening round of three. The opening round of three because tomorrow's where they got. Um, so how they've been playing at 4 a.m., 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 1 p.m. Now they're going to have two games, the two Group A games at 10 a.m. So teams won't know what they have to do. And then two teams will play at, uh, or I should say two games, so four teams playing at 10 a.m. And then uh, obviously the <coughs> USA game. And the beauty about the USA game is you it's win, sim- you're it's in. It's simple. You win, you're it in. It's simple. If you don't score a goal, you don't make it to the next round. And if you give up a goal and you only score one goal, you don't make it to the next round. Just win, baby. Just win. That, Just that's win. It, but there's no overtime, there, or sorry, extra time. There's no PKs. It's literally 90 minutes. Get your W. And the scary thing is, is USA does have the ability sometimes to, to struggle scoring goals. So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Um, and you know, hopefully they're not giving up anything stupid. Um, I really feel like their defense has been pretty good. Um, you know, minus the one PK that they gave up. Yeah, I mean it's been a fun World Cup too. I think we talked about this a little bit the other day, just between ourselves, but. It seems like this World Cup, there's been a lot Wide more, open. a lot more upsets. I mean, obviously yeah. you had Saudi Arabia, and they who who did they beat? Who's Argentina? That? They beat Argentina. It was like the biggest upset in World Cup history. Um, Japan upset was Germany. it Germany? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Belgium was on the ropes for a little bit and then ended up winning some games. But um, no, they they lost to um, Belgium. Lost to Morocco. Belgium's in third in that group, so they have to win. Uh, I think they play Canada. They have to beat Canada, and then they have to have Croatia and Morocco. Well, tie. Well, they they have to win. They have to win. Belgium has to win, and then if the other team tie or one team wins, that they're in. So well, they, and then they have to beat Canada. And then the the U.S.'s group itself. I mean, we had Iran and Wales. They were tied zero zero, getting to like yeah. the 99th minute. Iran scores, and they score in the hundred second minute. Yeah. Huge help for the U.S. Now, Iran's not a bad team. They're ranked twenty in the world. The U.S. is ranked sixteen. So, I mean, U.S. doesn't have an easy game tomorrow, but it's a game that, as the United States of America, you would like to think that they could beat Iran in soccer. You think it's going to be a pretty physical game tomorrow? I mean, because both teams are pretty much winning. You're in. Yeah. So it is. Both it is. both both yeah. teams want are, are going to go out there. I think and are going to play really hard and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the the positive look at for the for the U.S. and the Europe game or the um, England game, they they controlled that game. It seemed like for the most part. I mean, they had the more looks at the goal. I wouldn't say they, they had more possession, but I feel like a lot of a lot England of English possession, possession was, was in the back. Yeah, it, in the back. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I mean when they controlled it. The U.S. had way more attacking scenarios. It seemed like than England mm-hmm. did, and really a lot of people thought it'd be the other way around that the U.S. would be a lot more defensive. Um, they did come out in their defensive formation, but. I mean, Pulisic hit that one off the crossbar. I think Wea had a look at one that just went wide, but and I, 
I texted you in this happened. Could you imagine just being able to kick it as hard as Pulisic can with his left foot and just with that accuracy and power? It's it's, it's honestly amazing what these guys can do. Yeah, no, they're third. Soccer's no joke. Um, they're a bunch of floppers. Well, some of them are, yes. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of how the game is has evolved. Um, Not for the good. Can you imagine? All right, so the flopping in college basketball, if there was like an automatic yellow for flopping in... in be a field in, guys. Well, and that's the thing. It, it's, it, there used to be something where they would give you a yellow for diving, but now it's just like the flopping, I feel like... It's there's a foul. It's just they're overplaying the foul. They're making it seem worse than it really is. Um, also wanted to bring up in that same uh, Group C: Poland, Argentina, Saudi Mexico. Mexico's 0-1-1, <coughs> so Mexico has to win, and they're still not even guaranteed to get in. So Mexico's in trouble. Well, and I think the thing for the other thing for the U.S. getting that tie with England was big because England, if they would have beat the U.S., was in. Now they have to play for something too, so it could kind of knock Wales out, which would be big for the U.S. But it, we said it before; it's as simple for the U.S. as winning. You're in. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and it's big. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to shake up the the lineup a little bit, play some. I am surprised we haven't seen Reina yet. Well, I mean, he got in against England. Ten but minutes. He, yeah, no, I I, I agree. I mean, I agree. Gio Reyna is one of the futures of U.S. soccer. Now, he's had some hamstring issues or injuries. Um, so, I think – but he's been playing for a while. So, I don't know if it's just he's not fit or Burhalter just doesn't think the, the scheme against the other two teams that they've played has been a good fit. But, yeah. I mean, Gio Reyna is an electric player. I mean, he's he's been great at Brush at Dortmund in, in club ball. So, I think that for them to be successful, Gio Reyna has got to be a big part of it. Right. Do you know the rules on um... – do you know the rules on the, the yellow card scenarios? Because Weston McKinney was coming <clears throat> off a yellow card from game one. Um, and I know that there was another uh, back that, that got There a was card. a couple, yeah, that had so, yellow. Well, so Dest, Dest had a yellow. Dest had a yellow. Yep. I feel like if you get two yellows in the group stage, you have to miss. So they're still going to be on yellow. Yeah, I, 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 know, I, I know it's for the, the next game, but I think it is for the, group, the whole entire group stage. Group, which. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy because it all depends what ref you have because it's like the first game we talked about. It's like they were just handing out yellow cards like Uno cards. And then the second game against there England, were, there, there was were a, nothing. But there were nothing. a lot more fouls in that first game. There were a lot more fouls. But I'm just saying, there, there was stuff that was worse in the England game and it that didn't, didn't get called anything. So it's just it's always just depends but what the ref is feeling that's how, that day. That's how yellows build up is Foul after foul after foul that creates yellow. But, but, but that was the thing. Like, Dust was like Dust, ten yeah, minutes was, in. It was, like, it was, say, it was super his first early. Foul of the game, or maybe second. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know if that was like a setting the tone of the of the, the World Cup. The, yeah, the tournament or something like that. Um, you know, I also talked. I don't watch a lot of of uh, World Cup soccer or or international soccer to know, but. I, I feel like I've noticed with America um, that I, Pulisic gets fouled so often. Like, teams know that he is the X factor for the U.S., and they go after him. I mean, yeah, he is a smaller guy. It's just crazy the amount of fouls <coughs> that that guy takes. You watch the game. I mean, there's multiple times where there's foul studs up on him, and they're not calling. Like, it's just just a foul. Just yeah, a foul. And, I, and I feel like that might be just a little biased towards the U.S. Like, we, we know FIFA's not 
an honest organization. Yeah. So I mean, there 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 might just be well, it's the United States, so we'll we'll let it go. We'll let it slide a little bit. So, it's crazy. There could be some bias towards that. It's crazy. He he gets he's he's definitely on the hack a shack treatment. Weston McKinney's played really well for the U.S. He played really. There was a stretch in the England game for like twenty minutes where he played really, really, really well. So, and, and then, then Ty- Tyler Adams, the and captain, then they, they, really they had good. to take him out. And again, I think they were taking <coughs> him out uh, not only for fitness, but I also think to to you know that he's playing on that yellow card. Yeah, and I think he. I mean, he just he was probably exhausted because he yeah. was running all over the place. He was making some really good runs, but yeah, big game for the U.S. tomorrow. Excited to watch that. I actually we have a game that my. I have a game tomorrow, so I can stay and watch the whole game. I don't have to leave early for practice, so I get to watch the whole thing. And I'm pumped for it. I will be wearing the Pulisic jersey, and hopefully the U.S., we can get a win and go into the knockout room. Yeah, I had a gentleman ask me about appointments today, and or, or today for tomorrow, and I said, you know, we can do it in the morning um, because at 1, I want to be watching that game. Yeah, so. no appointments at 1 o'clock no, in Capitol Hill. No, not, Korea, not in the afternoon there, tomorrow. Nothing. Um, I mean, moving on to that, is there any, any college or professional basketball you'd like to talk a little bit about? Um, you know, right now we got new number one. You know who it is? Yes. Houston. Yep. Um, they're playing, they're playing really well. Calvin Uh, Sampson done a great job He's a good coach. Um, I think the thing that I like the most about Houston is they're a bunch of old guys. Like they're a bunch of 21, 22, 23 year olds. Um, that he'd be the red-shirted or, um, you know, still on their COVID year, like that type of stuff. Um, and that's what college basketball is all. That's how it used to be. You stayed four years, you stayed five years, and you, you know, hung out for that for that long. And from watching a team like, uh, you know, that we root for Duke, where you're putting, you're getting six, seven new guys every it's, year. It's hard to win that way. It is. It is. And the, the difficulty is, is 2015 when they won it with Tyus and Jaleel Okafor and Grayson. I mean, Grayson stayed all four years, but Injustice, uh, like they had success winning uh, after Kentucky had success and was at 11, 2011 with uh, Anthony Davis and that, in that group of freshmen that they've shown that they can do it. The difficulty is, is you just you got to have men out there, and um, you know I think I think Duke is is going to be you know competitive this year, a three four seed in the tournament. Um, it, you could just tell when they were playing Purdue last night that Zach Eady is a problem. He's seven four. It's, it's unfair. He, the, the crazy it's thing unfair. was unfair. It honestly. So is. I didn't realize they said he's from he's from Canada. Yep, I knew right? that. Played hockey till like the ninth grade, tenth grade. I knew he didn't play basketball till like he was sixteen or something. Yeah, he played he played <coughs> soccer and hockey, and that's the thing for for you young listeners that we have out there, or for listeners who have children that are going to be in sports. It's better to to be well rounded and play three different sports, or at least two different sports, than just the one. A, you don't get burnt out, and two, you develop other skills that help your specific sport you know that's going to help yeah i think i think i mean this is just my little spiel but i think high school athletes they should be playing multiple sports at least through their sophomore year i think your junior year when if you you know especially if this is your first year on varsity as a junior but i think when you kind of get to these years where you're not the underclassman or the upperclassman if you want to specialize i think that's the time but i when you're a freshman and sophomore in high school you should be playing at least two sports at least now if we're talking a soccer player that's you know, 
10, 12 years old and they're going to start be playing professionally in a couple of years. That's one thing, yeah. but that's not. There's there's so know, many of those around. Yeah, Wisconsin I was just gonna say right there, there's not there's no so many, many of those. in our area. Yeah, but um, but yeah, they they said uh, when I was watching the, the Duke game yesterday, they were saying Zach Eady thought that he might be growing a couple more. Right now, the guy's seven four two ninety. He's huge, and he he. I mean, he's athletic. It, it's not like it's hard for him, and that he thinks that he could easily be seven five seven six. Me, you know, grow. One to two more inches. It's just, it's insane to me. But the guy's a heck of a player. He's, he's un, how do I, how do I, un, unbox outable? Like, I don't even know how to say that. Like, you cannot, you cannot box him out to get a rebound. He, like, they, they don't call fouls on him going for rebounds. Well, he, no, because he doesn't even have to it, jump. Like, right. It, it's, it, it's not even over the back when he's literally just putting his arms up. And and the, the, the <coughs> difficulty is is he's getting the reverse treatment where it's, he's bigger than everybody. He's not, he, they're not penalizing him for being bigger than everybody. So, um, Purdue played, I'm not saying Zach Eady was the only guy. I mean, he was the... He was the the engine for them, but Purdue played really well, and I think they jumped to five in the country, six in yeah, the country, or something there. like that. Yeah. Um, Mar- Marquette almost beat them too. I mean, Marquette yeah, played Marquette them. To, played Marquette, Marquette lost by five, but had them on the ropes for most of the second mm-hmm. half, and then Purdue mm-hmm. hit some shots. But yeah, um, North Carolina, uh, two straight two straight losses. Yes. I want to say. Yep, lost to Iowa State. Then lost to Iowa State. Gonzaga's got a couple of losses. <coughs> Kentucky's got a couple of losses. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, it's, it, it definitely is. Uh, the ACC has some bad teams in it. Uh, Florida state and Louisville, I think are like combined like one in one in 13, one in 14, something like that. Like it, yeah, maybe Louisville two went to Maui like, and got their ass kicked. Like they just. And, and f- I mean, they lost to they lost to Texas Tech. It was like eighty to thirty nine. Like yeah. it was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff but, Jeff Goodman put out a tweet. He's like, Louisville's best point guard is Nolan Smith. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's how bad Nolan Smith hasn't played in ten years. So it's um, they're I can't believe Nolan left for that. How about how about the Badgers though? I mean, the Badgers go down to the Bahamas, damn near beat Kansas, defending national champions. Really should have, should and, have. And, and then they beat USC. And who was the other team that they beat there? Um, they beat USC, and then who did they? Uh, Dayton. They beat Dayton, Dayton the first round. Dayton, that, which that, isn't a bad team either. No, so. that first game they they beat Dayton. I think it was like forty three to forty two. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So then you go into the Kansas game. You're thinking they're going to get smoked by twenty, and they lose in overtime. They um, were down 15 at half, or in the first half. I, I would say. just like to point out that in our little Badger season preview, I said that Connor Essigen was a guy that was going to get minutes and play well, and he looks like he might be the best player on and the I, team. And right I don't now. think you're saying his name right. So I don't know how big of a Badger fan you are. It's Connor Essigen. I don't care. I'm saying Essigen. <laughs> he, he, when we first talked about it, uh, we, we watched, I watched the, <coughs> the first couple games he played, and he looked. Dude can shoot. He looked unathletic. He looked scared. He had no idea what he was doing on offense. Uh, defense, he just looked uh, small. He, you know, he just didn't look the part. He grew up in that tournament. He's he's a bucket getter. He's now got some confidence. 
He's got some swagger to him. I mean, the Badgers have gone a long way from barely beating Green Bay. A yeah. long way already. I yeah. mean, they, they, they literally could have lost to Green Bay, who is not good. Right. Um, and found a way to get out of the game. And ever since that, I, I don't know if that was like a wake-up call for them or what, but they have played really well since. Like I said, it's, it's, I think it's confidence. Um, Lindsey's playing. He's hitting he, shots he, off the hit, bench. Yeah, like, like he's doing some things. And then in that game against USC, um, uh, Chucky. Chucky came came to life. And that's, time. The, that's the Chucky that, that we need to see. Um, well, and Tyler Wall played really good against Kansas, didn't he? Wall played Wall played really well against Kansas. He did not play well against Dayton. Played well against Kansas and USC. I, the Badgers aren't ranked. I don't understand how. Doesn't really make sense to me. But I, I mean, I don't get a vote. So well, they're not getting they're not getting love for the one point loss, which I think you probably could give them. That's the defending national champion. I and, mean, and, you, and you beat Dayton. Like maybe it was the bad start. They got to be getting getting votes. votes yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're right there. Um, they have a who do they play in the Big Ten ACC challenge? Is it Wake? I want to say it's Wisconsin Wake. Wisconsin got six votes. Okay, that's, I want to say they, I want to say they play Wake tomorrow a night. Bunch of BS if you ask me. But so that'll that'll be a that'll be a good game. You know, Wake um, got better as a team last year, um, but yeah, Wisconsin, they were they were. Yeah, they play Wake tomorrow at eight p.m. They were fun. And then they were then fun on, on the weekend, they play Marquette. It's the I-94 or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Wisconsin, it's good to see them kind of growing up a little bit quickly. And Max Klesman's been a really good defender for them, can hit a shot. Um, but I, I really think this I team's going to go as far as Chucky Hepburn. I think Marcus, them, though. Marcus Ilver is going to um, get into that. Um, he's going to carve out a role. Um, you know, with well, if they get the Jacoby bigs. Neath healthy, that could be helpful. That could yeah. be good too. I mean, he hasn't been really been healthy. He sat out basically the whole Bahamas. That's just a guy with some experience and a decent guard. So they the thing with Asijin is you need him on the court. You're gonna you're just gonna deal with his growing pains and and if he ascended from what he was playing like the first couple of <coughs> weeks to what he was looking like um, in the Bahamas, and that continues to grow. Like right now, he was the best player on that team. Yeah, I mean, right now he's offensively, he's, he's at their second leading scorer, shooting fifty four percent from three. Um, Klesmith shooting forty six percent from three, and Chucky shooting thirty six. So, I mean, they got three guys above that thirty three percent mark, which I think in college basketball is what you want. You want to yeah. be hitting at least one of three. Um, but yeah, I, the Badgers are playing well, and it's it's good to see, and hopefully they can keep it up. And you know, that's the thing. It's like. They were picked tenth again this year, but they were picked ninth last year. So the no. Badgers just find a way. They always find a way to they're, be competitive. They're going to defend. It's really just about making shots. Yep. And when they defend, they can stay in games. And and you know when they when when they make shots, they're they're always going to be a scary team because of the fact that they're all they're, if they make shots, that just makes them defend even harder. Like they you know they they are a very good defensive team and and even when teams are making shots like usc was making a lot of shots against them boogie ellis like to see him in a duke uniform right now but at least he never played there though true like, he never true. put on the duke uniform you know true. he changed before so right still would like to see him there but like he was making buckets in the first half um then there's that peter drew peterson 
Uh, he hit at least two or three threes. Yeah. In I mean, the a- Andy Enfields did a really nice job at USC, kind of making them into an every year program, mm-hmm. which they mm-hmm. weren't when he got there. So, um, obviously, he was at Florida Gulf Coast for the the tournament run they had, and he's done a good job there. He's been there ten years already. What was that? What was that Florida Gulf Coast team called? It, it was, was it was something with dunk, dunk, like Dunk U, Dunk or City, or dunk, something like Lob that. City. Lob, no, Lob, that, no, that was the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, it was something with Dunk. Yeah, I remember that. They were a fun team to watch. I remember they upset Georgetown at two seed. Yep. And lo- just loved every minute of it. They had Felder. Felt they had a kid Felder. Um, uh, and they had yeah. a point guard Com- 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 Comer. Comer. Yeah. 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 They beat and then they beat San Diego State in the next round to get to, to the, the Sweet, Sweet 16. Sixteen. It's a fourteen Dunk, or fifteen. Dunk City. It was Dunk City. It was. They were a two. They were a fifteen seed. Georgetown yeah. was a two seed. Two that seed. was Otto Porter's Georgetown team. Gotcha. Um, Flashback there. Any other basketball you want to get to? Any NBA or anything like that? Um, I did see also college uh, SEC, ACC is going to come up with a challenge as well come 2024, 23, 24, something like that. So um, look for that. Right now they got the SEC Big 12, and then you got the Big 10 ACC. So, um, you know, we'll see that. Uh, Duke has Ohio State coming up in the um, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and then they go play Iowa on the weekend in the Jimmy V Classic. So um, I think it's good. You know, that is the one thing that I love about Duke is they will go play anybody and at any place. Like they never never shy away. They um, they prepare their guys for. For tournament games uh, in neutral sites, they usually play St. John's sometime in a neutral site in Madison Square Garden. So I love that about Duke. They're always they're always willing to play somebody. So um, that's kind of the big stuff that I got on the college basketball side. Yeah, I do just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Jackson Pavletsky at Wofford, Kimberly native, all time leading scorer at Kimberly. He is killing it at Wofford. He is somebody that. Um, the Greg Gard and Madison should be calling instantly. Wofford's just going to turn into a uh, transfer factory. Marquette, Marquette into, a, into a transfer factory. He would probably fit better um, at Marquette. No, he wouldn't. He'd fit just fine at Wisconsin. Well, I, I'm saying but better play style he would fit at Currently, Marquette. right now, for Wofford, started every game playing 33 minutes, 17 points a game, four assists, shooting 52% from three, 59% overall, 88% from the free throw line. So... Over, oh, damn near 50, 40, 90. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kid's a legit 6'4". Played LSU last night. Power 5 school. It was kind of interesting to see how he would respond to that. 19 points on 7-10 shooting. I mean, the, the how kid... How bad did Wofford lose? They lost by 3. So they were in the game, and the, the kid can play. LSU, I, they don't have Wade anymore, right? No, Wade was... Wade, Wade. He was He was, he was canned. He's gone. Who's their new coach now? Um, but, yeah. I mean, Jackson Pavletsky, I don't think he's me. Who knows? But I don't think he's me at Watford his whole career. I mean, yeah. he, he is a power five kid. I always thought that the Badgers should have looked at him, but um, the Badgers just don't look yeah, at in-state good, kids. Good, good, good for him because I mean, watching him at Kimberly uh, the last couple of years, it was extremely fun, and now to see him, you know, playing just Have as success. well yeah. at the college level, it, it, it's mm-hmm. awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the crazy thing about the state of Wisconsin. Like, obviously, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Tyler Hero. Um, but you look at kids that, that uh, Storm Murphy playing at Vatek last year was the engine. He was for that at team. And he was at Wofford too. He was at Wofford too. Yeah, like you said, um, 
um, Matt, Max Klesman. Matt Mah- McMahon is the LSU coach. Don't know him. He was the old coach at Murray State that Prom took over for. At where? Murray State. Where oh, Prom Murray is now. Murray State. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But that, then, that's who they're And then Prom was. went back there. Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Because that's where Prom went to Iowa State. Prom right? was at Murray, went to Iowa State, got canned, and then now he's at Murray, at Murray, Murray State. State again. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anything NBA news? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, Pat Connaughton's been back. We, I think we talked about that a little bit in the last one. It's just good to see him back when, on the floor. When, Grayson looked really good last he, night. When did he come back? Was last night his first? No, he's been back for four, I three or four games. I haven't seen him playing a game yet. Yeah, he he played. He's gotcha. played. Um, I mean, he's. It's just good to see him back. Uh, um, Chris Middleton's been back with the herd, running up and down. So I think we'll be seeing him in the next couple of weeks back with That's the Bucks. Good. But That's good. yeah, I mean, the Bucks had a nice win last night. Grayson Allen, if he's getting traded, he's doing everything not to. He wants to play on this team for a chance to win a championship. He was the first player in 25 years to take seven threes in the first half and not miss one. I mean, yeah, came I out 7-7. Seven to seven. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was that was pretty He's playing really well. So, I mean, he is making it as hard as possible for mm-hmm. them to trade him. But, um, yeah, Pat Pat's kind of playing limited minutes. They're easing him in. He came back on the 21st. He's played 16, 14, 11 minutes. So okay. they're easing him in, which with those soft tissue injuries, you don't want him to get oh, hurt. Oh, right. And the Bucks, they're going to be a top four seed in, in, yeah. in the East. So And plus, at that position, you have Grayson. You have uh, Bochamp. You have um, uh, who else can play that kind of wing forward for him? Um, why am I? They're fine. I mean, they they have they have guys there that that uh, you know that they don't need him. Ah, uh, Nawara, Jordan Nawara. Yeah, and like obviously when Middleton comes back, he's gonna play that kind of three four role. Right. So right. that's another guy in the wing. Um, obviously they have Javon Carter playing really well right now. Yep. I mean he can play in the wing too. Um, so yeah, there's no, no, no reason to rush Pat Connaughton back. He'll play more because down the stretch, he's always a guy that they go to because he's clutch and they, they love Pat. And he can switch too. He's very good defensively. I mean, any other NBA stuff you want to talk about? I, I'm just, once the NBA kind of gets like, I love the NBA when it starts again because the basketball's coming, but once it kind of gets in that mid regular season, I don't pay attention much, partially because I can't watch on TV. I have to go to the shitty Bally sports app. Yeah. Um, Well, that's just, that's just. Bucks basketball. Bucks fourteen and five. Keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Uh, is Tyrese still leading the NBA in assists? He is. He's at. I looked today. He's at nine. Cause I'm. Cause I want him to get the All Star game. So I'm kind of monitoring what he's been sure. doing. He has slowed down scoring a little bit. Um, but he's still averaging. He has had a couple off nights. He, he, he's still he's still averaging nineteen and a half points a game, but eleven point one assists. That leads the NBA. He was a player of the week, not last week, but the Two week weeks before ago, yeah. that. Yeah. Um. And his turnovers, he's only averaging just under three. So I mean, his his assist to turnover ratio is over three to is one. Is over three, which is yeah, really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I if he can get his scoring to twenty points a game. But the thing is, too, the Pacers are winning. If they keep winning and he stays at nineteen a game, he'll get to the All Star right, game. Right. He's going to be a reserve. So well, I mean, you got to get. I mean, if you're leading the NBA in assists, I mean, you he's going to get you. I in. think I think at the very least, he will be in the skills challenge. Sure. I, I think he will be partaking in some part of, I mean, maybe even the three-point contest. I but I think say, we know it's not the dunk. I contest. think he will be in All-Star Weekend, whether mm-hmm. he's playing the All-Star game, All-Star game or not. He will be involved because he's making a name for himself with 11 assists a game. I mean, that's crazy. 
Yeah. And, yeah. It, and when he got traded to Indy last year, he averaged nine and a half assists. So it's not like this is out of blue. And right. obviously us watching him from when he was, you know, yay big, we, we've always known how good of a passer he is. And right. now the whole world just gets to see. Well, and that's the thing. When you have a good passer at a young age and then they can get to the NBA, the, the guys that you're passing it to are that much better. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the willingness to pass is what... And, and I think that's the beauty. I have watched you know, some Pacers basketball this year. They're all sharing it. Like, they're all wanting to see the other guy. Like, it, it seems like they genuinely enjoy playing with each other, which I don't feel like was always the case in Sacramento. Yeah, and I think the more the more that they win, the less likely Miles Turner is to get traded. Yeah. I mean, he's played pretty well for them this he year. Has. I think you still might see Buddy Heel get moved just because this is his last year's contract and... You want to get something for that, you know, get a decent role player, at least a second round pick. You don't just want to let him walk. And I think that's kind of the problem with Turner, too. I think this is his last year of his contract. But mm-hmm. Turner's averaging 18 and 8, shooting 43% from three. I mean, that's what you want from a big man right, right now. Right now, Benedict Matherin's like a sixth man player of the year. Uh, player of the year. Yeah. yeah. As and a rookie. That's the other thing. Ty might, Ty's in the running for most improved. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the, the Pacers, it's an exciting time to be a Pacers fan if you live in Indiana because. They've been bad for the last couple of years, so mm-hmm. they finally got a face of the franchise, and then you're getting other rookies in there. It's not a bad time to be a Pacers they fan. They have talent. Because, I mean, you have no expectations if you're a Pacers fan. Right. So anything, if you guys finish around 500, that's a good year. If right. you're competing to play in that plan, that's a good year. Yeah, exactly, especially for a team that came out and people were thinking we're going to tank. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of college football to get into. We do. Not necessarily games, but, like, just – Coaching, coaching carousel, carousel. Stuff like that. Hell so yeah. we're gonna go ahead and move on to college football. <laughs> the college football world got crazy in like the last 48, 72 hours. First, I would like to say, I threw an axe alert on David Shaw. He resigned, so... We're gonna, um, we're gonna take... I, I think it was mutual, you so get, we're gonna throw the axe alert out right now. We're gonna tally that on for you. Axe alert, David Shaw is out at Stanford. Back-to-back three nine seasons. It was I mean, he'd been there for... It was like 12 years. I mean, he'd yeah. been there for a long time, but... That just happened. I mean, he took over after Harbaugh. So you think Harbaugh's run at at the 49ers and now at Michigan. Michigan. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time that Shaw's been there. He he won a lot of games for them, and now it's just on to the next guy. And Stanford's not an easy place to win. So no, it's not. It really isn't. And that's where you know, like, I know Shaw was winning, but it makes me wonder how much Shaw was winning with Harbaugh's guys, and then. I mean, you think it, you could have Harbaugh's guys for three more years when you take over that program, and then you're winning, so you have that success, and you just keep building on it. But yeah, it turned it turned ugly quick for that program. I yeah. mean, obviously he was there in the. They Christian haven't had McCaffrey. a winning. They haven't had a winning a full winning season since before the COVID year. Yeah, and you know, two sets of running backs, Bryce Love and and Christian McCaffrey, uh, great running backs uh, for that team. But he's not—he's not getting that those types of running backs anymore. I think he wasn't Barry Sanders' kid there. I mean, I don't think he—he yeah, he didn't do anything, obviously. But I think 
he went there for a bit and they just I don't know they just couldn't couldn't figure it out so yeah um, don't know where they're going in that in that direction uh, Arizona State got their new coach offensive coordinator from Oregon Kenny Dillingham Dill- Dilling Dillingham Kenny Dillingham don't ask me you're the Oregon fan um, so they they went and they went and got him so they have their coach um, Tech, uh, not Texas. Auburn hired Hugh Freeze. Auburn. Hired uh, there was Hugh a Freeze. lot of speculation that Lane Kiffin was going to go there. We didn't understand it. We're like, it's you know, it feels like you're basically just taking, like, you're not going up in a step in a job. Right. And there was there was a reporter that reported that in the Mississippi area that was going to happen, and Kiffin went off on him and has been going off on him all week. I'm and glad. Then, I'm glad that Kiffin people... went off on him and that Kiffin like. Stuck to his guns yeah, and, and, and a lot of a lot of Kip- people were like, "Thanks for the thanks." So, tweeted the reporters like, "Thanks for the distraction on a rivalry week," and because they lost this week, did they lose to, to Mississippi State? State. Yeah. So a lot of people weren't happy with that guy. But Kiffin ends up signing a big extension, extension. with Ole Miss, which I think he's perfect there. Did he? He might have leveraged his way into that extension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean Ole Miss, I wouldn't Ole Miss, put that past Kiffin. Ole Miss wants him there, though. Right, so, right. I mean, whatever the dude wanted, they and they Kiffin hasn't had the greatest track record. Um, of being well, loyal, I think he's of being loyal. I think he's matured since well, and working with and Saban, and, and that's why I think it's good that he yeah. stays at Mississippi. Yep. He gets paid no, handsomely. No, no. Call it Ole Miss. Call it what it Mississippi. is. Mississippi. Call it Ole Miss. Call it what it is. Mississippi. Um, before we get into the big one, Matt Rule going to Nebraska. That's the big one, isn't it? No, that is oh. not the big one. Oh, first uh, of all, I want to go back to Hugh Freeze. Um, so you go to Auburn. Now with the NIL deal, like that should be a perfect job for him. Good now luck. that now that he, he doesn't have to worry about recruiting violations, right? The old Ole Miss coach. <laughs> yeah, the old Ole like, Miss. There should coach. be no there should be no problems there. Um, it just shows you that Auburn cares about winning football games. Yeah. And basketball games. Look who their basketball coach is. All right. Like, let's let's ease off a of pearl. What, Good lord. Well, I mean, you got two guys that are probably the most notorious in basketball, or one of, and the most notorious in football for violations. I, and you got them both. I wouldn't put Pearl in there anymore because that was a long time ago. And you got, I mean, self, well, you got self is higher than, you got than Pearl at this point. Patino's higher than Pearl. I wouldn't put Pearl in, in a. I'd put him in the next room, but I wouldn't put him in the room of the most notorious. Okay, well, I'm just saying ago. it shows you, know, you if, if he would have gotten in trouble. Cares. If he would have gotten in trouble at Auburn by now, then yeah, then he's in that room with Richard. I just show, it just shows you how Billy. much Auburn is willing to do to win, or what they're willing to do to win. That's all I'm saying. Um, Matt Rule to Nebraska. I mean, I think that's for Nebraska. They needed to get a guy like this, a guy who has been proven to rebuild college football programs. Yeah. I mean, Matt Rule goes to Temple. They were 2-10 his first year. Ends up getting the two 10-win seasons by the time he leaves. Goes to Baylor, wins one game, and then two years later he wins 11 games. They're playing a conference title and a, a New Year's Six now, Bowl. Baylor had a huge falling out with Art Bryles. Art Bryles. But, but still, they were right. bad. No, that's what like, I'm saying. Like he, like it was, yeah, he took them out of the cemetery was, and brought them yeah. back to life. So What, what do they say about Miami and SMU back in the day? The, the death penalty. Yeah. Baylor basically, basically had, had the death as much as you can have the death penalty of not actually having the death penalty. Yeah, so I mean... You know, it obviously didn't work out for Rule in the NFL, but he's got a pretty good track record of winning and rebuilding these programs up to winning things. Now, 
I think Nebraska is a really tough place. We've talked about this. The expectation there is That's, crazy. The the support is there. I mean, they they've sold out for so however many games in a row. But um, you know, it's going to take time. And I think if Nebraska fans get impatient. It's just going to keep going through this circle, this and that's, cycle. And, so. that's, and that's what it is. It's really, um, I, feel like uh, you can, but, I feel like you can put Nebraska in the Texas, the Miami talks where it's the expectations, okay? Yeah, you were a program in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, but when you have 10 years or 15 years of bad football, it's not going to be built the next day. Yeah. You and, gotta... And I think Scott Frost had plenty of time. I, mean, I do, he, too. He'd lost a lot I of close too. games where it's like, okay, he could have figured something out. I but, do, too. I mean, I think Matt Rule's a good hire for them. I mean, they put in a lot of money into him, so they're hoping he's the guy. But, right. I, I mean, they, they had to go get somebody that has a good track record for building a program, and Matt Rule definitely has that in college football. He does. He does in Nebraska, very close to Baylor, so he's probably going to have some of those same recruiting ties um, you know, in, in, um, at Nebraska, you know, like I said, state of Texas is one of their pipeline states. So yeah, I, I, I think as, as much as I hate to say it, I think it is a good hire. I, I love seeing Nebraska struggle. It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. So before here, we get into the big news of our college football segment here. Uh, Jimbo Fisher might have saved his job last week, <laughs> beat, beating LSU, who was, weren't they six? After but they were six, right? They were six in the five. college football ring. So five, five. And they beat LSU 38 to 23. They did. This last week. So might have saved his job. They did. Now, it, it's funny that you say might have saved his job when you were telling me at the very beginning of the year that. He was a coach that just knew how to win and was this offensive genius way, and everything. Texas A&M, there's they pressure to win there. They struggled this year. Well, they haven't had a quarterback. Well, hey, that that's his. But that, that's his it's, room. It's not his fault that people got injured. That is not his fault. Who got injured? They've had quarterbacks get injured the whole year. Yeah, but who was their starter to start the year? I don't know. He got hurt. Wasn't, Johnson went in for him, then got hurt, and then they have a third string starting. Yeah, that was Hudson Card, or not Hudson Card. Hudson Card plays for Texas. For Texas. Yeah. There's another one for Texas A&M, and, um, and he was there all year, and he just wasn't the guy. And then he brought in Max Johnson. Max Johnson got hurt. The The kid that they're playing, Connor Wegman, is a freshman. Yeah, he's playing And, and I bad. think he's he's the best one that they something. got on their, on their roster. But anyways, there was a lot of talk about Jimbo. He might have saved his job. Yeah. Um, just because of the contract and the expectations there. Um, we haven't talked since Hen and Hick- Hooker tore his ACL. Super sad to see Tennessee mm-hmm. dropping. Um, their playoff chances are obviously done, but Hen and Hooker tears his ACL. His Heisman hopeful yeah, is it's done. done. But, it's done. I mean, Hen and Hooker was a really, really cool story. Was playing really well for Tennessee, so sad to see that happen. Yeah, that, that, one, that one's tough. And that ACL injury, that might... That that's definitely his draft stock. Yeah, but it he might goes even... from probably being like a third or fourth round pick to a fifth, sixth, seventh, like a day yeah, three pick. It's not, yeah, I feel bad for Hendon Hooker. Um, what else? Oh, would you like to talk about Ohio State, Michigan? Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed seeing the fact that Michigan came out um, for for not being a Michigan fan. Um, that's like, but we do like Michigan more than Ohio State. That's like, yeah, I was just going to say, it's like voting for presidential candidates. It's dumb and dumber. Yeah. It's the, it's worse and, and even worse, um, or, you know, worse and worst. Um, I hate Ohio State, so I can say that. And Michigan, 
I don't hate as much. So, um, good to see them win two years in a row. Two back to back double digit. Well, they victories. kicked ass this yeah. year, this year. Um, I heard somebody talking in uh, was basically saying that Michigan was a better team the, the whole way. I don't think Michigan was the better team in the beginning of that game. They were down 10-3. Um, they were giving up yards left and right. Uh, C. Day Straub was doing whatever he wanted to. Marvin Harrison's kid is really good. Yeah. That'll yeah, be a first-round pick. Probably, I mean, top 10. Probably. And he can't even go to the draft next year. Nope. Like, that, it's absolutely... Is, is Ryan Day a good coach? I think Brian Day is. I mean, forty-five and five in his career, but he's also at Ohio State, where it's just like a pipeline of just yeah, but what, five stars, five stars, five stars. So, yeah, but, coaching, but what is he doing with them? Coaching I mean, is he's never won a national is, championship. Are you saying is Ryan Day a good coach? Are you saying what, I mean, what what comes into coaching? Does recruiting come into coaching? No, let's just talk about on-field performance. On-field right performance. Now. I mean, obviously, recruiting is easy at. I mean, it is a, recruiting at Ohio, at Ohio State, State in football is like recruiting at Duke for basketball. Yes, you it's are easy, a it, national brand. Correct. It doesn't matter who the coach is, that symbol on the logo will get you five stars interested in your school. 100%. We'll not not deny that. Let's just look at on-field performance. On-field performance, yes, I think he's a good coach. The problem is is he's lost to Michigan twice, and he's lost in the national championship, right? And he's lost two more games and they're not they're not getting to the playoff this year more than like well yeah more, most likely they're i mean usc has to lose a pac-12 championship game to not get in right in baylor or i mean in tcu, TCU. yeah i mean i i could see that do you think ohio state's getting annoyed that they have an international championship with him there no i really don't i mean um Urban Meyer wasn't winning national championships every year. He won one, right? Didn't he win only one at Ohio State? His first year they won, yes. You know, so he didn't win another one after that. Um, you know, they, yeah, the it, first year he won, and I don't think they ever, they never got back to to one. Was it his first year? No, no, it was, was his, it was his third year. But they were uh, they were undefeated his first year. Yeah, but they had they, they had, had sanctions sanctions from play. from so Trestle. Correct. They should. I mean, they probably would have won the national championship. Well, that year. would have been the that would have been BCS probably still. Yes. What year was that? Yes, that was two thousand twelve. Yeah, because BCS. I want to say started in thirteen. They won. Didn't or they? I'm, I'm they saying won, they won the first playoff, right? Didn't they, they did. Win? So that's where I was getting first from. They won the yeah. first playoff, playoff. in twenty fourteen. Right. No. Twenty fourteen is when they won the second, national championship. Second playoff. No, you're right. You're right. Because first playoff was Oregon beat Florida State after Florida State won the national was, championship the year before against Oregon. It was or Zeke, against Auburn. It was Zeke's team that won yes, the national championship. They beat Alabama and then they beat Oregon. Yep. That was the Marcus Mariota Oregon. Yep. So, um, back to Ryan Day. I I mean, dude's forty five and five, and he puts you in the reason why he doesn't make the Big Ten championship in the playoff last year is because he loses to Michigan. Two years in a row. Like, I get it. You got to beat Michigan, right? If he becomes three to four to five years straight consecutively losing to Michigan, all right, we're in a conversation. Because that's basically, that was the Harbaugh. Yeah. That was the Harbaugh talk. Because you can do this, but you can't beat Ohio State. He's lost two conference games in his career, and they're both in Michigan. Yeah. 31 and two. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I was just curious because I'm like, man, that's two years in a row you kind of got your ass kicked by Michigan. I don't think Ohio State's going to like that very yeah, much. Yeah, but it, it, you watched the games, right? Did you, I mean, or last on Saturday. Did you I watch saw, the game on I Saturday? Saw, I saw a majority of it, and then when it got out of hand, I turned it off. But that was the thing. It got out of hand. They, they basically... Um, Michigan was staying in that game. 10-3, Michigan wasn't doing anything. And then they had a missed tackle... Ohio State had a missed tackle, and and Michigan turned it into a 70-yard touchdown. Okay? Then the next series, I think Ohio State came down, drove it down easily, just like, you know, hot knife through butter, and they they kicked a field goal. Okay? So, yeah, they don't punch in the end zone. They give up a a touchdown, I don't know, probably 70-yarder again. So that was the problem. They were just giving up big plays. Michigan was only in that game because... They were having big plays at the beginning. Then they started to wear on Ohio State, and that's when they had the two long runs at the end of the game. So I feel like it was one of those things where in the second half, everything went Michigan's way, nothing went Ohio State's way, and then Michigan turned it around and had had huge plays. Is that a consistent way to win? I don't think so. So I, I don't think Michigan is necessarily the better team. And that's the other thing. This Ohio State team has had so many injuries. They, they were out their top two running backs. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba has basically been out all year. He's a top first-round talent. I mean, as long as his injury, it, it, you know, it's not too bad. So I think Ohio State is still the better team. It just, they, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan, but I still think Ryan Day is a good coach. Now, do I wish that Ohio State would fire him and try to go get somebody else? Oh, hell yeah. Because I don't think that, I don't think it's going to be, it can't be, I don't think it's going to be any better than what it is. Would you rather have Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh? Me? Yeah. Like if you were picking a a coach, who would you rather have? I think if Ryan Day gets... uh... Here, let's do this. So if you needed to win a game tomorrow, are you taking Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh? But whose roster do I get? Well, it's just, just you, you have to pick a coach. You're, this isn't associated with Ohio State or Michigan. You're just picking a coach. You need to win a game tomorrow. Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day? I'm probably taking Harbaugh with the experience. Okay. Building a program from the ground up. Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day? I mean, we've seen Jim Harbaugh do it with Stanford. We've seen Jim Harbaugh do it with Michigan. Um, I mean, you think about this Michigan team in 2020. Remember the COVID year? They're they, bad. They were terrible. But Harbaugh was on the, getting on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. You know, and here I, I think I'd probably take Harbaugh. Okay. I, I, so right now, do you think Harbaugh is a better overall coach than Ryan Day? Yes. Yes, I, I would. I would probably. I would probably go with that. The thing that I don't like about Harbaugh is he. I feel like has one style to play. Mm-hmm. Like JJ McCarthy was like twelve of twenty four yesterday. I did. A, and on, by the way, McNamara entered the transfer portal today too. <laughs> I sent a, that was a badger recruit, man. I Just sent saying. I sent a screenshot to MJ. I was like, I could have told you that about two and a half yeah, months right? ago. Like right? we knew that was, we knew that was coming. Um, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. I can't remember what I was saying, but I I think. I think, oh, J.J. McCarthy, he went 12 of 24. Like, yeah, he had three touchdowns, but they were all 
wide open pass. Like, one was a great throw on an out route that he basically turned in. It was we a. Can, we can say they're wide open and they're, they're easy throws, but we have a quarterback in Madison who can't make I'm those not, throws. I'm not so. saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that it was one on one and the guy was already behind Is JJ him. a freshman, though? Say that again? What, what year is JJ McCarthy? I think he's a sophomore. Okay. Because he was on the team last year that just ran. Yeah. He was more of a running quarterback, okay. and they, they left McNamara in there. So, yeah, he's a he's a f- sophomore. I don't know if he's redshirt or not, but mm-hmm. he's a sophomore. Gotcha. So, I don't know. I, I, I still think that – I still think Michigan is going to struggle come playoff time. Yeah, I mean, but – I think they've at least proven that they deserve to be always be in the conversation with back-to-back yeah. years. Oh, um, I agree. I'm not. I'm not taking that away from Michigan. I just don't see them doing anything against Georgia. Now, if they are the number two seed, they're not going to have to play Georgia. They're probably going to get either TCU or are they going to get Bama? Is Bama going to get back in this thing at four? I hope not. And Bama's with two gonna, losses. They don't. Deserve well, that's what I'm saying. But who's who's the other? So okay. So you so Michigan USC. I could see that. Yeah, that that could. But actually, it's probably going to be Michigan TCU, and then it's going to be Georgia USC. If, yeah, if all four win. Yeah, if they would win, that's, if what all four that's, win, what that's probably what it's going to be. Because yep. you, can't, you can't put. You can't put. Um, USC can't be anything higher than four. Right. I, I, you, you can't put USC in front of TCU if TCU is undefeated. You, you can't. You can't. You just can't do it. All right, we'll move with the big news coming out of Madison. Shocking news happened in literally like 30 minutes from a report, but Jim Leonard out is not getting the head coaching job. Possibly, just stop. He's not the head coach, so he's out as the head coach. Well, we knew he wasn't the head coach. He was the interim. He's out as the head coach. He's not getting the head coaching job. Luke Fickle, sniped from Cincinnati, is the new is the new Badgers head coach. Michael, yeah. give me your thoughts. I'm all right. So I think the best way I can explain this is my heart is is I don't know devastated is the right word, but my heart feels for Jim Leonard that I thought he did enough to get that job with the talent that he had in front of him, right? Like. He didn't have a chance to go out and get his own offensive coordinator. He didn't have a chance to recruit his own kids. So what he had, that's what he gave. Um, that being said, if you're not going to bring back Jim Leonard, I don't think Luke Fickle is a bad choice. I think Luke Fickle is a very good coach. Everybody speaks very highly of him. He's a heck of a recruiter. Especially in Ohio. Well, I think that's a big thing too. He knows how to recruit in the Big Ten. He knows how to recruit in the Midwest. Yes. Um, just, not was not just Wisconsin just and Minnesota. The like Midwest. He, yes. Are you putting Ohio in the Midwest? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Ohio's part of the Midwest. Okay. Um, I mean Ohio, you can go a little. You can. I mean, if you recruit well in Ohio, you can get to Pennsylvania, and that's you know now we're starting to get into East Coast a little bit. So that. You know, if yeah. he can bring some of those kids to Wisconsin. Yeah, just... and I'll, I'll let you continue, but just background, a little bit of background knowledge and Fickle. So, took over as an interim for Trestle the year that Trestle was booted at Ohio State. Went 6-7 and seven with a team that was not good. You had a lot of people leave because they, they couldn't play. So, to win six games that year and actually upset the Badgers that year. Sure. Um, that was a huge upset. 
Went six and seven. Ends up being the D coordinator for Ohio State for like the next five years under Urban Meyer. Wins a national championship. Goes to Cincinnati, a Cincinnati program that again kind of had really fallen off. Goes four and eight in the first year. Did he take over right after Brian Kelly? No, I think somebody else. there was somebody. Yeah, because he took there. over in twenty seventeen. Was it Tommy Tuberville that took over after it, Kelly? Uh, definitely. Kelly was de- at Notre Dame for longer yeah. than ten years. But anyway, so go, goes to Cincinnati. Goes four and eight. Didn't have a win total lower than nine wins after that. It's the only coach to ever get a group of five school in the Nash in like in the college football playoffs. So sixty three and twenty five, but has won with teams that really weren't that good yet. Um, but wasn't playing against correct. Wasn't wasn't playing against you know like Big Ten or SEC competition. But right. has knows how, clearly knows how to build a program. Right, and I think that's the been the the most difficult thing in Wisconsin as of late, which we didn't see coming, right? Like, Wisconsin, no, this, was, a this, sti- Wisconsin like, was a stability program <clears throat> under Chris. This literally, like, everybody thought Leonard was getting the job outside of the program. Yeah. Like, we talked about him multiple times on here, and then literally yesterday morning at, I don't know, like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, said, oh, Luke Fickle, you know, the Badgers are inquiring about Luke Fickle, then literally half an hour, it's like, Luke Fickle's going to be the next head coach of the Badgers. And, I mean, I feel bad for Jim Leonard, too. I do. I mean... I do. But long-term, it's probably good to change something up because what had been going on, like, with the Wisconsin family and keep bringing in the same people isn't working right now. Again, but you didn't give Leonard that chance. But he just wanted to go outside and say, let's get a proven guy. Yeah. And I... I, It's going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah, it is. There's going to be a lot of turnover, but I think... Fickle is a good enough coach that he's going to go portally and get the right guys in. Yeah. I don't know if they win more games next year than six or seven, but I think long-term, this is a better deal. They are paying him pretty much $8 bucks a year. Handsomely. More than Ryan Day gets. We just talked about Ryan Day. He gets 7.6. I saw Fickle's getting 7.9 a year. But, again, a guy with a proven track record, has shown he can win in the Midwest, can recruit in the Midwest. Still a defensive guy. And that's, that's the interesting with Leonard. So he said he's met with Leonard, wants to continue to meet, is open to having him as a D corner. But the, but, but the thing is, it's not Leonard's defense because Fickle's a defensive-minded coach. So, but is, but so is, it's Fickle's is, scheme. Is Fickle 4-3? I don't know. But either way, it's Fickle's scheme. You know what I mean? Like Leonard's the D, yeah, Leonard's the D coordinator, but Fickle being a defensive-minded guy, it's probably going to be his final call. Yeah. No, I, I which I, I could see Jim Leonard. I mean, that's that's extremely hard. Like you, he's, yeah, he's you basically like they basically slapped him in the face by bringing yeah, Fickle in. But tough. I think long term, this is going to be good for the Badgers, and I'm really excited because I think Luke Fickle's a hell of a coach. I do too. I do too. Um, and if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Chris got fired at the end of the season, Leonard never got to be an interim head coach, and they were going straight to Fickle. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't never, I didn't never bat an eye. Yeah. I do. That's the thing. Uh, A part of me feels bad for Leonard. Yeah. And I think that's where the heart part comes in. I mean, this is, this is also putting, I mean, Chris McIntosh putting his ass on the line because if Fickle doesn't work out, this was his handpicked guy when he could have just went with Jim Leonard. Last question As we I have like for to you. say on the pod, ass in a jackpot. Yep. <laughs> My ass is in the jackpot. Ass is in the jackpot. Last question for you on this. If the Badgers beat Minnesota for the axe, does Jim Leonard get the job? I don't know. I mean, they, they had to have been taught. They can't. 
You can't tell me they started talking to Fickle. No, they didn't. Yesterday. But winning a rivalry game like that, obviously, like... Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally understand. And a lot of people weren't happy with how that Minnesota game went. Like, they thought the Badgers should have won that game. I told, I mean, I told you as soon as this came out Sunday morning, I said, whoever is willing to kick Graham Mertz to the curb can be my fucking head coach. I don't care if it's Bo fucking Pelini. If Graham Mertz isn't the quarterback anymore, I don't care. I would rather Graham Mertz as my quarterback than Bo Pelini as my coach. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. I will put that in stone. I haven't put what I said I would rather go five and seven. I am done with Graham Mertz. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, he, he's not going to be a starting quarterback next year. There's no way. You don't know that. Fickle's going to pick. You don't up know that. No, nope, I'm saying it right now. <laughs> Graham Mertz will not be the starting maybe, quarterback. Maybe maybe he's going to get some better coaching and better discipline, and uh, and a better scheme for him. I, I don't know. I'm saying it right now. Graham Mertz will not be the starting quarterback. How next many? Year. How many Badger players are going to transfer? Ooh, thirty. Yeah. 25, 20? Because I'd say 20 to 30. Everybody that I've heard has been like, we're playing for Leonard. He's our guy. That's our man. Blah, 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 blah. Should have played, Leonard, Leonard, Leonard. played a little harder Saturday. Well, Maybe could have got him. Braylon Allen couldn't do anything. He was hurt. Uh, he's play. gone, by the way. He's so. gone. He's gone. I think so. Yeah, he's gone. Nick Herbig sounds like he was big into Leonard. Yeah. Wants to play for nobody but Although Leonard. I did see, I did see Herbig was at the press conference for Fickle today. Yeah. So, but yeah, that'll be interesting because they said um, Fickle isn't going to coach the bowl game, but he's gonna. But be. he's gonna be around. He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I ain't just gonna sit on the sidelines. Like, I need to get to know these guys. Like, he'll be and good. He'll be involved. And good. Don't don't fuck around. Like, get into that. Get you know. You got to learn your guys. And that's the one thing about Fickle where we were. You know, Chris was basically. We talked about his recruiting and how it just fell off. off and just didn't have a recruiting. There has guy. been quite a few really high recruits from Cincinnati put their name in the portal, so I would like to see a couple of those people come to Wisconsin. Sure. sure. I, I did see one. There was a really good cornerback who started like 11 games. He was a four-star recruit, but he was also planning to play baseball at Cincinnati. So... And then I saw somebody from the baseball club like, hey, we'd love to have him. (laughs) He can come play with us. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay, buddy. That's going to happen. Okay, Boomer. (laughs) See, Wisconsin needs a baseball program just just for that right there. Um, Yeah, that's the scary thing is is how many guys are going to leave. Yeah, like like I said, it's going to be really interesting. But, I mean, they're going to replace them. They'll get guys in the portal and – yeah. That's the one thing that's the one thing with the portal new head coaches that can help right now. Yeah. I mean oh, you're not just sure. taking over the program, you're taking over, you know, it's kind of a free agency where you can go mm-hmm. grab guys, but it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see any other final thoughts on Luke Fickle. Yeah, I I was just going to go back to what we were saying about Paul Chris where, you know, he he kind of fell off and just didn't seem like he was motivating the players. And all I've heard from Fickle is I'm ready to work. Oh, have you heard I'm the guy? Have you ever in. heard him speak? No, I, he, I I should say I read his comments. He could get you to run through a wall. Yeah. I mean, he he's a yeah. great. I've seen clips of stuff he said, and it's yeah. unreal. So. And that's and that's that's what that program needs. That's what they you know, especially going from what they had in Chris to now. It it, it seems like it's a polar opposite. Yeah. I mean, my problem with Chris, I said it many times, is it, it just seems there's no energy from him. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. Fickle's a high energy when guy. You, so. When you were messaging me at the Illinois game, and I wasn't seeing any of the game, I was on the golf course, and 
you were talking about this team. He better be gone tomorrow. You know, shit like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, first of all, like chill out a little bit no. and you couldn't have been more spot on Macintosh about that was ready. <laughs> like, Macintosh was sitting up it there. It was so crazy. Now again, if I was watching the game, I might have been seeing some of these same things. Macintosh saw my text. He's like, yeah, that kid's right. Dude. It, I think the worst part was too that it was Bielema on the other sidelines yeah, too. So. Yeah. And he beat him how Wisconsin wants to win. Yeah. And you just got fucking smacked in the mouth. So, All right. Let's do a lightning round. Let's go quick here. Yep. Lightning round of our picks for this yep. week. The the, the, uh, the conference, conference championships. And then we'll wrap up the episode, and that'll be it. So just quick one. Yep. Go through. Last thing I do want to say, Deion Sanders is getting offered Power 5 jobs. Do you think he's going to be coaching Power 5 next year? Just yes or no? Colorado offered. There's been interest in some others. Or do you think he stays at Jackson State? I say he stays at Jackson State one okay. more year. Okay. All right. Let's head in this lightning round. Uh, Utah, USC, USC favored by three and a half. Utah beat them earlier in the year yep. by one. Yep. Uh, basically, we're game. down the whole game, came back, scored a touchdown, went for two, right? Right at the end? Yep. Yeah. I think USC has figured out what, what they got going on, and Caleb Williams is your Heisman Trophy winner. He's on a different level right now. Um, I don't know if USC can stop Utah, but I'm going USC in this game. Yeah, I'm going to take USC as well. I mean, we talked about before, win and they're in the playoffs, so I think this is a big, big... It's a playoff game. Big, big game for them, and Lincoln Riley's been to the playoff before, so he understands how he has to prepare for this, and yeah. I, th- I think USC wins by five. I think it's a good game, but I think USC, just the magnitude of this game, they have to win. Yeah, for, for TCU, Michigan... And USC. If Michigan loses, they might not be in a in a New York Six Bowl. That's how bad that loss would be. Well, I, I get it. I'm just saying those three teams have to win. They're playoff games today. And Georgia, I think Georgia's Georgia, already in. I think if Georgia loses, they will still get yeah. in as the four yeah, seed. Yeah, Georgia's in. But they, they might get in as the three. It, right. They they would yes. Georgia's okay. Next we got K State at TCU. TCU favored by two and a half. TCU did win this game the first time they played. <sighs> I mean, TCU's been, they've been in close games all year and just have found a way. They have to win this game. I, I'm going to take Kansas State in the points, though. I think that <laughs> Are you Kansas, State should, Are you Kansas State should have won the first time. Yeah, I do Because this was the game where they were up big, right, at half. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think TCU, they've just... You know, they've dodged so many bullets so many times. I think eventually, I've said it for weeks now, their luck has to run out. Kansas State's really good. I'm going to take Kansas State with, you know, the, with the points. You know why I'm mad? Because I'm State. taking Kansas State too. Um, is I, I, My heart, I want TCU to win. Yeah, I, I want parity in college football. So yes, I want TCU I would, to I would love to see TCU You know, Kansas go, State's go just a good story this year. I, I, Kansas State, they do something right. Um, I want to say, uh, Colin, Colin Wilder, is that his name? Colin Wilder, the backup quarterback for, for K-State. 
I want to say he got in this game against TCU. Now yeah, Adrian Martinez got hurt. Yeah, now he's going to be starting this game. Or no, Will Howard. Yeah, I was Will like, Howard. wasn't it Will Howard? Colin Wilder is like five, six years ago. Sorry, is he the offensive coordinator? No, that's, um, it's Klein. Oh, man, I get th- these K-State Colin Klein is the OC. Okay. The the Heisman Trophy candidate. Colin Wilder, was he a batcher? Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. He was man. like a linebacker, wasn't he? I think he's a safety. What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Okay. I think, I think with, what do we say, Will Howard? Yeah. I think with Will Howard, he's been playing some very good football lately. I like K-State in this game. Give me those points. I'm going to take them. Next, we got LSU at Georgia. Georgia favored by 17 and a half. Playing this game in Atlanta, right? Isn't that where they play, Atlanta? Yeah. Um, God, that's a lot of points, isn't it? I'm gonna take LSU just because I I, I think they can lose like 38-21, 34-17. I think they lose this game by 17. But if you're gonna give me 17 and a half, that wins the bet. I'm gonna take LSU. I'm taking Georgia. I took Georgia on a big spread week one. I'm going to take them in the last week of the season as well. It's basically a home game just like it week is. one it was. Is. So I'm going to take is. Georgia. Ah. All right. Can I change that? No, I'm not going to. LSU. Uh, next, we got UCF at Tulane. Now, this matchup already happened. Tulane favored by three. UCF won. Last time UCF played at Tulane, Tulane was favored by one and a half, and UFC, UCF won that game. So what has changed? I'm, I'm taking the green wave again here, uh, okay. coming off a big win over new Badger head coach Luke Fickle when he was formerly the coach at Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, again, they got Noble Days down there playing basketball for him. Uh, Wait, he's a Wisconsin what? tie, so I'm taking Tulane. What was, your, what was your ties? How did Luke Fickle come into this? Because Tulane just beat Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. If you were to listen, you were I, I was trying to process it. And then we got Noble Days. Yeah. I'm going UCF. House call. You know why I'm going UCF? Because they've already beaten them. They've already done this. I thought you were saying because Chloe and, Evans plays softball. And, right? and and Vegas, the first time, gave it one and a half for Tulane. And now they're giving it three. Yep. It's like they don't know what they're doing. I know what I'm doing. Okay. I'm the college football picker here, not Vegas, and I'm taking UCF. Next, we got Clemson at UNC. Clemson favored by seven and a half. This is like the the backdoor bowl right now. Neither of these teams are playing good football right now. Uh, Clemson just lost to South Carolina. Spencer Rattler's playing really good right he now, is. by the way. He definitely is. He's a prick, but he's playing really good. North Carolina has lost to Georgia Tech and NC State the last two weeks. Two teams that can't play offense. And Clemson's favored by 7.5. And, and Clemson can't play offense. So who you got in this game? I'm taking North Carolina. They have a better quarterback. Uh, DJU has still really struggled. He will not be starting at Clemson next year. Uh, and Drake May is probably the best quarterback in college football in terms of, of like yeah in terms of like NFL prospect wise. So yep. I'm going to take North Carolina with the points and the better quarterback. 
Okay. I'm going to go with Clemson in this game. Two reasons. Wife got a master's degree there. Also, I can't root for UNC in anything. I'm going Clemson. Next, we got Purdue. Is this the last one? Yes. Purdue. This is the last one. At Michigan. Michigan favored by 16 and a half. I think I would take 30. I'm taking Michigan. Aiden O'Connell's not going to be at practice all week for Purdue. Uh, that is a problem. Michigan has to win to get in the playoff for the second year in a row. I think they want to redeem themselves after last year. I'm taking Michigan by three touchdowns. We agree. We agree. All right, so that's your picks for this week. You guys know what to do. Send it to us. We will get them in there. We'll we'll get Need our them by Friday night. Um, Friday them by, night. That Pac-12 game is Friday night. Need them by Friday night. Uh, get them into us. And, yeah, thanks for listening.